Uh, welcome again to another episode of Life is Wonderful.love podcast, where we talk about recovery, emotional intelligence, healing, anything to get you to your best life. Don't you want to live your best life? Of course you do. Today, we have the pleasure of talking with Dr. Rob Kelly and Dr. Rob Recovery. How are you doing today, doctor? I'm doing amazing. How are you doing? Great to be here, by the way. Thank you for, for bringing me on the show. Uh, you're welcome. Anytime we want to talk about recovery, healing, it's always going to be a good day just to get people more enthusiastic about how their life can change. So as we start off, tell the audience one thing you love. One thing I love today, being free of alcohol and drugs, is the Dallas Cowboys and I know I don't sound as if I come from Texas, but I got here as quick as I could. So, yeah, I love sitting down on a Sunday and watching football as opposed to soccer. Oh, my UK guys are going to kill me for saying soccer. <laughs> That's okay. As long as, to me, as long as you're enjoying life, it doesn't matter what sport you enjoy or how you say it. Uh, but let's just get straight into the questions. You talk and deal a lot with trauma. And one of the things when I've listened to one of your masterminds is, is that you were talking about alcoholism being a born addiction and all other addictions being learned. Please explain how you yes. came up with that or how, how, you, how you talk about it. Yeah, it freaks people out, to be honest. But alcoholism is a predisposition. Um, it's hereditary. It's passed down from generation to generation. And you can, you can, if you're an alcoholic, you can chase uh, the, the, the lineage through and a father, grandfather, brother, sister, auntie, uncle will be alcoholic. If you can't find anybody going back three generations, you're probably just an abuser of alcohol. There is a huge difference. So alcoholics passed down predisposition. We have uh, the hypothalamus and the basal ganglia are different to the normal person. So what happens is we're born with more self-sabotaging neuropathies and we are careful neuropathways. So over a period of time, what happens to the alcoholic and not the drug addict or the normal person is the hypothalamus, which is our fight or flight part of the brain, starts off pretty normal. But as when we start taking alcohol, it's a ticking time bomb to one day the invisible line is crossed and the hypothalamus tells me to drink alcohol. That's why I can go days and weeks and even months without food or water. My brain is telling me to drink alcohol. With any other addiction, that doesn't happen. We also get the allergy. We become allergic to alcohol once it's inside our system. No other addiction has that. Mm. That's interesting uh, research and evidence because it does help explain a lot. Probably explains why there's more alcoholics than any other addicts out there. You know, I think they may, they may, they do other addictions as a, I guess, some type of compensation. Yes, definitely. And we can cross addict, you know, but with alcoholism, uh, it's a, if you take, if you don't have the addictive personality, you take drugs through college and you stop taking it, you're fine. With alcoholics, when they first taste alcohol, it's a ticking time bomb. You will always either die or get help, period, because it's a progressive illness from the very first drink. So you really have to monitor that and go back and look at that situation. 
most most deaths uh, throughout the world through different diseases, alcoholism is the number one. But there's two problems there. First of all, it doesn't get reported as someone dying of alcoholism, car crash, liver failure, whatever it may be, but they are intoxicated and unknown alcoholics. So the numbers, but you are right when you say that, that, you know, it's the number one killer in America is alcohol. Well, even in statistics, I always tell people, if you look at domestic violence, you look at homicides, so many of those people are under the influence of alcohol or drunk when they commit so many crimes is that we tend to, if you look at the media, you glorify alcohol, but realize there's also so many negatives around drinking alcohol or alcoholism or abusing alcohol. Very true. We did. A, we did. A, we have a very famous prison in Texas that uh, still does a death penalty, and we did a testing many years ago, and we found out that most people in that prison did not remember committing the offense or the or the taking somebody's life. They don't remember that it was complete blacked out because they were drunk or wasted or high on crack cocaine or something. So the percentages were sky high, something like ninety percent, so between seventy and ninety percent. So yeah, it plays a it plays a huge part, especially the blackouts. And uh, I think what we've been trying to do for the last twenty years is bring alcoholism into the highlight and addiction as a whole, because it was a dirty disease. Nobody admitted to having it, and yet it causes so much damage to families. There's another thing as well when we started treating alcoholics and addicts is nobody's treating the family. An invite to a treatment center as a family weekend once every three months will not cut the mustard, unfortunately. It's a family disease. We went even to the to the as far as testing the wife with an alcoholic husband who was rampaging the house. We did tests with them, and we also did tests for some soldiers coming back from Afghanistan. The PTSD and the trauma had the same reaction on both. They both suffered the same. Both didn't know when it was the last day. Both are walking around on eggshells, and both don't whether they're going to die or not today. That's how horrific alcoholism is and it's unseen and it's unmentioned yes and the other thing is is how alcohol ages people i stopped drinking when i was 30 i started pretty much when i was 13 17 year run but people don't realize how alcohol affects your brain how it affects all your organs how it affects your skin and how it can age you quicker than normal life of course yeah i mean first of all it's a toxin uh, so we're putting poison into our body several times a week. And if you're an alcoholic or addict, you know, you're taking uh, copious amounts of alcohol in. So there's liver damage there. There's all sorts of damages of the brain uh, happening, skin, uh, you know, ev- everything jumps on board there. And then as an alcoholic, full, fully in alcoholism, drinking, alcoholically drinking, I'm not breathing as I should. So the lack of oxygen goes straight to the skin, the brain, the central nervous system, And we live mostly as alcoholics in a state of hypoxia, which means that for layman's terms, we we live in that period of lack lack of oxygen. Now, new research uh, from a friend of mine called Gary Brecker has shown that any illness inside the body, any diseases, any cancer, anything cannot continue to grow when oxygen is present. So we're missing all of this in this deep you know, alcoholic state or even heavy drinking or abusing alcohol. We, there's so many illnesses that come from drinking alcohol. It's unbelievable. 
Okay, let's lead in the question too. You know, I talk a lot about healing. Tell the audience, you've had numerous struggles throughout your life. Tell the audience one struggle that you had and how you overcame it. My biggest struggle was not losing everything or having alcoholism as a whole. My biggest struggle for me was losing my children at the ages one and three when the authorities took them off me. <clears throat> you see, I was brave enough to get the, the, my children back from my wife when she left. And I had them for about three hours and I decided to have one can of beer to celebrate. And three days later when the police kicked the door down and the children had not been fed for two days and I nearly killed them and they took him away. That was, has been my biggest struggle all of my life, especially when I got sober. So <clears throat> I knew quite well that if I, you know, believed in a higher power, helped other people, throw myself into being a better person today, that things would change round. And, and surely enough, they did. I got a text some three years ago, uh, a message, sorry, Facebook message, at three o'clock in the morning, um, which is nine o'clock in England. And it was my daughter after almost 30 years saying that she'd just seen me on TV and, you know, she wants to meet and she has something to tell me. So I was just aghast when I woke up. I woke my wife up and I, I look at this and we were crying together and we got straight on and within five hours we're on the red eye going to England. And then we got to England and I was so nervous walking up to her front door and knocked on the door. She came to the door. We hugged, we cried and then she led me into her house and led me into the living room. And then she handed me my three-month-old granddaughter. And, you know, you, there is life after recovery. There's healing after recovery. <clears throat> it's not a quick fix. Unfortunately for me, it wasn't. It was many years. But I truly believe that if you keep doing the right thing, keep helping people, loving people, because you can change somebody's life with, with a couple of words to a stranger in the morning or whenever you leave the house. You don't know how much effect we have on people as a whole. And we're always healing. People are always healing around us. And, uh, you know, I about uh, three years ago when we went over there, we got chatting and she wanted to be, she wanted to be a therapist. She wanted to do what we're doing up with our company. So we sent her back to school. And as of 14 months ago, Tomorrow, on the 20th, she became my lead therapist in my English office in Manchester. Well, that's an amazing, beautiful right? story. I it's know. Like, yeah. It's like sometimes when they talk about, you know, just stick around, stay around, just keep doing the work. It, sh it does tell the tale about what consistency in work, consistency in love, consistency in faith and hope how a lot of things that you do not even know what is about to transpire, yet something beautiful, something truly miraculous happens. And I think, I think most of us are, are <clears throat> accepted uh, that, that sort of stuff, but a load of us are not uh, prepared or don't believe that things like that can happen. So therefore, they're not ready to receive. And when we're not ready for, to receive, we're, we're blind and then we become complacent and then we isolate and we don't really speak to anybody, especially with COVID. That period of time was horrendous. And really, when you put yourself out there and you start talking to people and, and being loving and say thank you, because uh, when I say thank you to someone's dopamine's released in my brain, there's four uh, major chemicals that need to happen in my brain every single day to make me happy. And if you don't believe that the thank you or a compliment goes a long way, Here's a test for you. Next time you're in a built-up area with loads of people rushing around, 
pick one person out, man or woman, especially I like to do sneakers because it's a great example. And as you walk past and go, hey, man, great sneakers. And obviously he'll go, oh, thank you, man. And then as he passes you, turn around and watch him. He will look down at his shoes at least three times. You've just changed that guy's world. That is true. And the other thing I tell people is, is you have to laugh every day. Yes. The the actual healing power of a, your own laughter, just going, <laughs> it is. it just puts your body in a different state. It just gives you those endor- natural endorphins. And I say it is so simple. It is. And, and we can do this every single day. So the four chemicals we need is one, the endorphins you just mentioned, laugh, gym, get to the gym, walk around for 20 minutes, move for 20 minutes a day, you'll get that. Dopamine's our reward system, our pleasure system. You know, you can say thank you and be kind to somebody or accept a compliment, whichever the dopamine will fly. The serotonin is my social belonging. So get out there. Don't isolate. Nobody's going to come and rescue you. No one's going to knock at the door. Get out there, communicate with people. You get lots of serotonin in the sunshine as well. And then oxytocin, which is our human bonding, the cuddle hormone, they call it, is when that intimacy with a friend, with parents, with brother, sister, with girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, husband, whatever it may be. Once them four chemicals are being exchanged in the brain every single day, it's impossible to be happy. Uh, Sorry, it's impossible not to be happy. Period. Exactly. I mean, I grew up in a family that we never hugged and then realizing how the hug is the most simplest form. But it, you know, like it's that bonding that just connects you. Sometimes people think, oh, bonding has to involve sex. Mm. I go, no, you can just involve just a handshake uh, or, or a hug. And it's just so vital. But let me just go straight into your question three. Let's I mean, talk a little bit more about your research, your practice, and how else you're just helping people recover. So when I came off the streets many years ago, uh, back in the early 80s, I promised myself, uh, and I have a God in my life, I'm a spiritual guy, I promised myself and God to spend the rest of my life helping other people like me and their families. And I'm not sure where I got the families from, but it hit me at an early age. But I noticed when I was, when I was sick, I would go to my doctor. He would class me as an alcoholic. Well, I found out with my research that alcoholism is the only self-diagnosed illness in the world. 10 DUIs do not make you an alcoholic, nor a warning from the doctor. So nobody knew what was going on. So what I did is I studied psychology and addiction. Nobody was doing it at the time. Then I went back and got a second PhD in behavioral science. And we really studied neuroplasticity is what I specialize in. We can re-divert neural pathways. We can remold the brain for success. And I, and I want to tell you this, and this I've got a video to prove it if anybody wants to call me or message me. But every single neural pathway in the head, every single neural pathway to success, to health, to wealth, to whatever success looks like for you is already in the brain. It already was when we're born. The, the, the thing is what we need to do is connect that. So everyone can be rich. Everyone can be famous. Everyone could be the best road sweeper, actor, mother, brother, sister. It makes no difference. We just need to connect. And that's what we studied, you know, around, you know, exactly. Can you recover from alcoholism addiction? Yes, you can. A hundred percent. I'm a recovered alcoholic. I've recovered. I've got my mind back. I've got my health back. Boom. That's what recovered means. There's no cure for alcoholism, but there's no cure for the common cold or food poisoning. So chill out, guys. You know, so we really went in depth to look at what alcoholism is because when I went to treatment centers or therapists, I would ask them, well, what's an alcoholic? And the answer was the same and still is today. 
in some places, it's somebody who drinks too much alcohol or abuses alcohol. Alcohol has got 1% to do with alcoholism. I never had a drinking problem. I always had a thinking problem. And this came to fruition one morning, very early hours. I snuck into this guy's shop. I was shivering. I was going into the DTs. I put my 10 pounds on the counter. He put a bottle. I got a banging headache. I reached out. I grabbed the handle of the bottle and everything just went to heaven. My, bro- my voice went, <sighs> headache went, chills went, sweating went, shaking went, bad mood changed instantly. And it was right then I looked at the bottle and I went, holy moly, it's not about the alcohol. That's what differs us from many people is we guarantee that you will recover. We're the only company in the world to offer a money back guarantee if you relapse whilst continuing to follow our program. We're the only person. We have five offices around the world. Today, we are telehealth only. We very rarely see walk-ins. So, so we service the, the, the world and uh, we... Um, we, we, have, we have the key to, to a great life. Whether, whether you're alcoholic or not, we can take people and make them believe. Because there's a couple of things that daunt us. The definition of insanity really is not me not being able to see my own truth. It's not doing the same thing over. That's for normal people. I cannot see my own truth. I can't see this, the mess I'm in. I can't see how powerful I am. Everybody is born with a million-dollar mind. But what happens, eventually we start to hang around 10 cent minds. That may be parents. I mean, when I was a kid, you go, Rob, what do you want to be as you grow up? I want to be an astronaut. What about you, Billy? I want to be a soccer player. What happened to them dreams? I'll tell you. Our families and friends kicked it out of us. Don't be so stupid, Rob. You can't even go to college. You're not clever enough like your brother. Devastating. Anything less than nurturing as a child is child abuse, especially when it comes to any kind of addiction. So this is what we studied this is trauma is the gateway drug. We know that today. Um, and when you clear the trauma up, we're capable of anything, anything in the world. And people all used to fire back with smart ass comments like, well, I can't be president of the United States. Well, forget your political view for a second. We had a guy who was a businessman run the country. Don't tell me you can't do anything that you put your mind to it. You need to read a little bit on quantum physics. That will change your mind completely. Excellent. I couldn't agree with you more. You know that we have everything we need inside us. It's almost as like we just need to either get around the people or the books or the teachers or the coaches, the people that help extract all that power. And I always like to say, you know, it's the power that we have inside us so we can live our best life. And we get to choose what our best life is. Exactly. And that looks different to other people. There was a, there was a research team in England many years ago, went to a school, long story short, I know we've not got a lot of time, but they told their headmaster that if they give the pupils between eight and 12, this written test that they, they've created, they'll be able to tell them the top three pupils in that class or the school that will go on to be capsules of industry. They allowed them to come in. Every kid took the test. They next day they come back and said, here is your top three. They're going to be multimillionaires, captains of industry, famous, but they are the top three. The top three names that they read out shocked most of the school. Well, surely it's not Billy. How, how can, are you sure? Nope, we're right. And then they came back 12 months later and they said, hey, how's our three kids doing? Oh my goodness. I have no idea how you knew. One's already got an offer, a free scholarship to, to Cambridge. The other, and it was brilliant. So they, they sat this researchers down and said, tell me the truth. How? did you know? And they said, 
Well, actually, we didn't. It was a false test. We threw it away as soon as we come out of the school and we picked three names. But because you treated them like geniuses, so they become. That's the power of the mind and what we can do for other people. Excellent. We are going to end this episode of lifeiswonderful.love there. And just one last shout out, Dr. Rob, tell anybody, whether it's a phone number, a website, how they can get in touch with you. So guys, I spell my name with two Bs, R-O-B-B-K-E-L-L-Y.com is the website. Jump at any search engine, Dr. Rob Kelly. But listen, these are to the guys that sat at home. These are the guys that are quite suicidal, that don't think they're amount to anything and don't think they're any good. First of all, I want to apologize to you. Somebody's put that there. Here's my cell phone number, 214-600-0210. We'll come directly to my private cell. I would rather give you a 10-minute pep talk that will change your life than be invited to your funeral. Excellent. And it'll also be in the show notes. So whatever you hear... You will also be able to read in the show notes. And with that, thank you, Dr. Roth, for coming on Life is Wonderful.love podcast.